Hey everybody and welcome to another episode of Live and Learn. And today I'll be joined by some friends from Work Ready U, which is Louisiana's adult education program. And I've asked them to come and join me to talk about their stellar video marketing campaign. Uh, we'll get into that here in a moment and how impressive it is. So they were kind enough to join me to discuss that today. But before we go there, there are many things going on at SCR right now. Uh, the Seamless course is almost complete. We're finalizing audio and video portions, user interface, and many more things. So that's quite exciting. And also, I'll be in New York with the folks of the Finger Lakes Region Adult Education Network in Rochester this Friday for a workshop on Seamless. So we're going to spend a lot of time together on Friday talking about contextualized instruction and soft skills infusion, two things that make me really happy in the world, and many, many other interesting things going on. So lots happening here, and I'll keep you abreast of any developments and new things that we've, we've got going on. But now, on to our guests. So a big welcome to Quentin Taylor and Adrienne Fontenot and Angela Day, who are joining me from Baton Rouge at the Louisiana Community and Technical College Systems Office for Work Ready U, which, as I mentioned, is the adult education department for the state of Louisiana. So thanks so much to all three of you for joining us today. So to start out, if you'd like to each tell me a little bit about uh, what you do for Work Ready U, and that would be awesome. So whoever wants to start, go ahead. Susan, thank you so much for the opportunity. Uh, this is Quentin Taylor, and I am the Executive Director of Communications and Outreach for the Louisiana Community and Technical College System. Hi, Susan. This is Angela Day. It's good to speak with you again. I am the Coordinator of Enrollment Management Services for WorkReadyU. So my job is basically to um, assist our programs with increasing our enrollment across the state. Hi, Susan. This is Adrienne Fontenot. I am the educational programs at the system. So I work with uh, our work ready you supervisors and instructors, and I also work with our chief academic officers uh, with the colleges. All right. Thanks so much to all three of you again for joining me today. And I know I had talked to Adrienne a few weeks ago because when I, uh, well, I saw first on social media all of your really awesome picture and video campaigns that started, I think, last year for student success stories. And then when I was in your office back in the summer, I saw those videos running in the lobby and just was really struck with the quality of them and the amount of time that I could see was put into that effort. So I asked Adrian if you all would be willing to talk to the rest of us kind of about how that came about. So I guess my first question is exactly that. How did this idea for student success stories come about, and who was the initial audience for the work? We've all heard the saying that it all starts at the top, and so in our in our agency or in our organization, our board of supervisors, along with our system president, Monty Sullivan, about three years ago set forth on a bold public agenda what some would call a strategic plan, and we call it our Louisiana 2020. Six very aggressive goals, and uh, two of those goals is what really sort of led the charge to what you just described. So uh, we have a goal. One of the six is to, by the year 2020, double our enrollment uh, or students serve. Another one of those goals is to double the number of graduates uh, from our colleges collectively statewide. And so when we looked at the data across the state, 600,000 without a high school diploma, another 500 or so thousand with a high school diploma but no post-secondary credential. And so when you look at that total population of 1.1 million, uh, it was 1.1 million, 
uh, it was quite clear that we needed to set forth on a plan to serve more adults. Um, the 600,000 that we just talked about uh, not without having a high school equivalency, and you know Adrian and Angela, they worked so well with that population. So the goal was to how do we serve more students? And as we looked at the landscape and tried to survey what was out there and what other states were doing, because we don't always believe in, reinvent, in reinventing the wheel, uh, we saw that there was not a lot of work in terms of targeting that population across the country. And so myself in, in the communications arm and Angela and Adrian and some other folks uh, in the office, we just kind of got together and just put our heads together and said, okay, what's the best way to go about doing this? And we all agreed that it needed to be authentic. It needed to include the voices of those who are most impacted by the work. And so we began to reach out to some people who had gone through the program, who were willing to share their story. And after all of that work, we did contract with the production team. They went out, captured those stories on video, and that is the result of what you're seeing on those commercials that you talked about on social media and in our lobby that day. Okay, and that was going to be one of my questions as to whether or not you, I assume you got a production company to do that work for you. But that's a really interesting story and how it, how it came about. And that, what, one thing that you touched on that I would agree with is I really haven't seen something of this quality and this magnitude in, in other programs in other states. So beyond just the initial idea and, you know, getting the production companies, how did you go about identifying which students you might want to, to talk to? Um, how are local programs involved? We worked with our regional resource centers. Those are our professional development and technical assistance hubs throughout the state. We had, I think, four at the time, and we asked them to work with the, the regional adult education supervisors to help us identify um, students who had a good story to tell and who would be willing to share it. So from there, um, we collected quite a few stories, and um, Quentin and his team, along with the, the producers of the video, then contacted the, the students to uh, see uh, who would be available and interested in sharing their stories. So as far as the initial intended audience, I know you were trying to reach students who fit in your demographic in the adult education system or those who needed a post-secondary education. So what were the initial outlets that you pursued as far as the media goes with the videos? Were you running commercial spots or were they more social media campaigns or how did, how did it start out and how has, has the campaign grown since you began? So really great question. So initially, uh, this all started out as, from the video perspective, as a social media campaign because we're, quite frankly, are, are limited. And so we did set aside uh, a small budget to do some social media outreach, and the response was tremendous. And just by happenstance, uh, my colleague Adrian was at an event, and I think someone approached her from one of the local uh, TV stations, and they were running a promotion. And so uh, they came, and we sat with them. And um, they made a great presentation. And then when we told them about uh, the work and the initiative, they stepped up big time, right? They said, hey, man, this is a really big deal. Because when you think about 600,000 people in Louisiana, a state of only 4 million people, that's a large percentage of folks who are not participating in the economy and who aren't able to provide for themselves or their families should they have one. And so uh, they stepped up and said, hey, guys, if you all do this campaign, we'll basically match it dollar for dollar. And so that was incentive of, incentive enough for us to make for us to make the commitment, our board again and, and our system president allocating the resources 
to go out and do it. And so we basically purchased some airtime. They matched that airtime again dollar for dollar. And then another network came to us with a similar thing once they saw those commercials running. And so we were able to cast a, a really wide net statewide because of the partnership with those uh, local TV stations. Well, that was going to be one of my questions. It sounds like partnerships were really important in this work and making sure that others knew the urgency of the type of work that adult education does. And I find that typically people are, you know, happy to help any way they can to get the message out. So in respect to partnerships and kind of other agencies that might be involved, what advice would you give to others who are looking to do something similar with showcasing either student successes or starting to delve into a video marketing campaign in addition to finding some fo- in addition to finding some folks who are willing to kind of meet you halfway what are some other tips that you would give to those just starting this work so i think i think first and foremost it has to be an interesting and intriguing story and when you're dealing with the population of folks that we're dealing with for the most part they've been disenfranchised a good portion of their their lives right and so um, they need to know that someone that comes from where they come from, that they can relate to, has actually taken that journey and that they're not looked down upon. And so that's one of the things that I've got to applaud Adrian and Angela and all of the work ready youth providers and our colleges is that we don't judge these folks, right? Because uh, by the grace of God, it could have been any one of us. And so to get back to, the, to your question, number one, it has to be authentic and it has to be uh, a really intriguing, heartfelt story. Number two, um, you have to have partners because most state agencies are not going to have the resources um, for to really have an effective campaign. Um, I think one of the problems that we've had over the years, quite frankly, is uh, we would allocate dollars to a campaign, but we didn't have enough dollars to sustain the campaign over the course of at least a year. And because those partners stepped up, this is the first time that I can recall in five years of being in this role that we actually for once have a years-long campaign um, that's targeted across multiple mediums, television, social media, radio, transit, you know, on and on. And so all of those outlets, we had partners. The radio station stepped up and said, hey, this is a critical issue for our listeners and our community. We're going to step up and also do a dollar-for-dollar match. Our transit ads, uh, while they couldn't do a dollar-for-dollar match, they allowed us to do a 12-month campaign and every 30 days, those ads are supposed to rotate. Well, if nobody purchases those ads, they're allowing our ads to stay up. And so it's critical that you find community partners and business partners that that realize that in order for our community, our state, and our nation to be successful, it's going to take a collaborative effort to ensure that the people who most need our help and services have access and that we're able to make them aware of the opportunities that exist. So with all those different outlets being utilized, which is wonderful, what types of responses have you seen in the local centers and, you know, even with with partnering agencies? I know I've I've mentioned on the podcast before that even still, if I mention the words adult education, some people still think it's little ladies in a basement tutoring one-on-one for the GED. And so how has this kind of helped to change your image as an agency and what sorts of Uh, changes have you seen at the local program level as well? So the the commercials have been running for about five weeks now, and we have, before this started, we knew we needed to have a way, needed to have a way to capture the data. And so we built, 
what we call our prospect database. In the commercials, there's an option to text diploma to 55,000, and that sends you to a link or to our website where you have various choices to get different information, but one of those is, is a link to our prospect database so they can fill out their information, and then our programs will reach out and contact that, those people to see about getting them brought into the centers. Over In five weeks, we've had over 100 prospects so far. So, I mean, it's taken off slowly, but it is getting the word out there. All of our data indicates, you know, that it takes several times of seeing it and hearing it before people act upon it. We have continuously increased our enrollment each month. My job is basically to monitor that, and so we are ahead of this year as compared to where we were last year as compared to where we were last year. So, you know, we think it's working. It's, it is getting off to a slow start, but it is building momentum. Wow, you know, honestly, those are numbers that are that are higher than I would have expected just in that short amount of time. I think that that's wonderful, and that really is a credit to how well done and well thought out this whole project and process has been. So um, if folks want to check out, and I encourage them to do so, if they want to check out the different portions of the campaign, should they just go to your website if they're out-of-state people? Um, and where could they view the videos and kind of see some of the, the stories that are out there? So right now on our website at www.lctcs.edu, um, and if they were to flick, select the Work Ready You option, they'll see uh, two of the uh, six uh, videos that we have. But if they were to visit our YouTube page at Go LCTCS, they could view all six of the um, commercials in short form. And then we also have two-minute versions so that we can actually give a little more detail and go in-depth with the uh, personal stories. Wonderful. Yeah, so that's www.lctcs.edu, and then on from there. All right. Well, anything else exciting going on at WorkReadyU that you all like to talk about before we end our time together? So we have also partnered with ETS HiSET, and in November they are going to also be filming some um, public service announcements that will go out across the state as well. So that's that's something that's coming up that we're very excited about. Can you yeah, think of anything, Agents? I just wanted to share that, you know, it's been great to see the, the uptake in, in enrollment, but we also got a chance to see some of these students who are in those come to our board meetings, um, be honored there, to hear from their former teachers about just about the excitement that they're actually um, out there on a commercial for the Super Bowl. In fact, those are some of the, the, the social media posts that we had when we were advertising that these videos were 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 coming up. And we also see that some of the students, Carla, in fact, from New Orleans, has been on radio shows there um, promoting what's what's going on in the area. So that's just another outcome of, of, this, of this campaign. Sounds like they're becoming celebrities in their own right, and that's really exciting because nothing breeds success like success. Well, if they can do it, then I can do it. So I, I'm, I'm not surprised, and I'm really glad to hear that it's also empowering those who are participating in the, the work. It is, and now we have our hashtag Yes You Can that that we can use, um, that we can use um, that 1-800 number, and our website also has a spot where students can chat 
have an instant chat with one of our enrollment specialists. So um, there are lots of ways for students to get in touch with us now. Well, a big thank you again to Quentin and Adrian and Angela for joining me today and to tell us all about the great things going on in Louisiana. And thanks also to you for listening. And until next time, stay curious.